52 Sketches, Episode 4, Dancer-Choreographer Angela Tadaro. Welcome to 52 Sketches, a podcast about creativity and creative practices. Here's your host, Rob Head. Welcome to the 52 Sketches podcast. I am your host, Rob Head. We are here to talk about creativity and living a creative life practices, habits, strategies for making wonderful things. Today, I am delighted to have on the show dance artist Angela Todaro. Angela Todaro is an award-winning choreographer, director, dancer, and model living in and working in Los Angeles. She is bringing people and stories together through movement on stage, TV, film, and music videos. In addition to her choreographic and performance work, Angela teaches classes, workshops, and masterclasses. So welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you so much. It's great to have you. I really appreciate you taking the time. In this 2020 reality that we live in, I, I, I usually start by asking a bit of a dodgy question. Um, how are you doing? How are you and yours faring through this troubled year with the COVID-19 pandemic? To be honest, it's it's a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. real struggle. Yeah. I'm so used to being around so many people and creating with so many people mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. And right in the beginning in March, when everything just shut down, it was a real shock to my system, mentally, mm. physically, emotionally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you work in arts where fit being physically present is, is, you know, 90% of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a really mm. interesting, you know, we've shifted to virtual options for some things mm-hmm. as everyone has, and it's not the same, you know, it's not yeah. preferred. It's not, it's not what we thrive in, um, mm-hmm. but it is what it is for now. And yeah, uh, yeah. It, in the beginning, it was really a real shock. And mm-hmm. uh, now mm-hmm. that we've been in it for over five months, which is crazy, yeah. um, and knowing kind of I'm, I'm at a point now where I've accepted where this is what's going to be for a minute, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of just adapting and and knowing that the the usually like the bigger projects that I work on and productions and things are just going to be on hold for a while. And so just trying to still fulfill the artistic side, just doing, you know, smaller things, virtual things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's back up and ask about your your youth. So how did you get where you are? So, you know, like if we go all the way back when you were a kid. <laughs> What kind of things did you participate in? You know, were you a music kid, a theater kid, dance, visual art, writing, cooking? So what did you love to do? I've been a dancer since I was two years old and thrown into dance <laughs> class. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the way back to the mommy and me class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had no problem, you know, at two and a half being like, all right, bye, mom. I'm going to be in dance class every, t- oh, you know, cool. every week. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my. My parents tried to introduce me to other things outside of dance. I did soccer. I did some other activities, lots of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. But dance was always my favorite. And so by the time I was nine, I started really taking dance seriously and joined the competition team at a studio that I grew up at and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was at the studio six, seven days a week from then on out. Mm. So really clear from the beginning. Yeah. Very yeah. clear. Yeah. And <laughs> That's great. Was choreography something that you you aspired to early or was creating always something you wanted to do or did it dawn on you later on after you became a mature artist? 
No, it definitely was introduced to me as a young artist. When mm-hmm. I was nine, 10 years old, our, my studio, they really encouraged students to self-choreograph um, during our mm-hmm. summer program. And mm-hmm. at the end of our summer program, we would have like a little mini studio competition for all the students. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it started, really. Mm-hmm. And okay. I started teaching um, in high school and choreographing for our recitals and for other projects. And that became my focus in college as well. Okay. So it's, it started pretty young. Were you a dance major in college? Yes, I was. I yeah. have my BA in dance from the University at Buffalo. I also studied uh, business and marketing. Wonderful. I'm personally delighted that you're the first dance artist that we've had on the on the podcast. I, I was a dance major as well. And, uh, you know, going through your, your portfolio and your, 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 your reel, uh, it's pretty clear that you have studied um, modern at, the, at a university and you've studied ballet for years and, uh, and jazz. And, and, and you can see all of that training in your body, you know, in your work. And so that's a, um, a beautiful thing to see that you have this sort of various stages of your training, you know, sort of all reflected in your, in your work now. Is, is that accurate? Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Growing up, my studio was a really big tap, jazz, lyrical, musical theater studio. College was a lot more ballet modern fundamentals. Um, mm-hmm, and honestly, mm-hmm. I love it all. And I give all yeah. of it so much respect. And mm-hmm. in my work now, I don't limit myself to just one style. My movement's my movement. And I take all of that foundation that I've built up over years and years and years Mm-hmm. And let that, you know, whatever inspiration with choreography or movement and things like that, I just kind of pick from all of the little baskets that I've created. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So tell me, do you, did you have important models or, or mentors, you know, either at sort of the high school stage or, or in college that at the university that you can turn back to and say, yeah, that was pivotal? That was... Um... I mean, all of my teachers and instructors were all mentors for me growing up. I had a few that were major, uh, you know, technical, you know, teachers who really pushed me and and were able to connect in the studio and emotionally and technically through the body and through the physical push and movement. And it just really created a foundation to survive in this business and this Mm -hmm. industry as a professional. Right. So right. I, I would say a lot of my teachers growing up from high school really prepared me for that. In college, they really helped me grow as a mature dancer and as a choreographer and, and gave me cr- a lot more creative ideas and thinking outside of the box. And and again, that set me up for this industry in a whole different way, you know. So between right. the two, mm-hmm. it's hard to mm-hmm. just say, you know, one or yeah, two. Right. This one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with so many styles, yeah. Well, that that's yeah. the thing. I, I've trained yeah. across the board. Mm-hmm. I also came out on scholarship to L.A., and I trained a lot with someone out here who's no longer with us, and he was a huge inspiration for me of coming to L.A. and pursuing everything here. So it's it's like every teacher that I've had has been part of my journey. Um, well, let's talk about that transition. Yeah. So you, you had a lot of training as a, as a child and a, as an adolescent, and then you went and studied at a university. What was the transition? You know, did you immediately start a career in dance? Did you immediately move to LA and get started? Or how did you get from there to making a living, you know, doing your your art? 
I was lucky enough to receive a scholarship when I was 16 to come out to LA and train for the summer. And Mm -hmm. that's what opened up my eyes to Los Angeles. Um, Right. And I had my eyes on LA ever since then. And I knew I was going to (laughs) finish school. I knew I was going to finish school on the East Coast. I wasn't ready at 18 to just jump into moving to LA and, and putting myself into the industry. And for me, I feel like that was the right choice. I really wanted to go to school and I gained so much, um, as I mentioned, from my university mm-hmm. program um, mm-hmm. that has really propelled me as an artist. I kind of had an idea what to expect. Once I was done with school, right away I moved to Los Angeles. Um, I had a couple mm-hmm. of professional j- dance jobs while I was in college, um, right. which was great to just you know start building the resume. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and then just couple weeks after graduation, drove out west. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Classic. It sounds like your whole journey has been very focused and very sort of textbook, you know, uh, it, this is how it it's has. done. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I, it's yeah. so interesting. So many people don't know what they want to do and things, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I do feel like I have been really focused mm-hmm. and really just kind of mm-hmm. knowing, no, this <laughs> right. is what I want to do. But uh-huh. at the same uh-huh. time, that being said, I thought I was going to move to LA pursuing a commercial dance career. And mm-hmm. not that I don't have that. It's just, I found so many other sections of our industry out here, including mm-hmm. musical theater and modern dance, which I didn't think was in LA. Just uh, that mm-hmm. was like what you mm-hmm. go to New York for. That was just, you know, <laughs> um, and I do so much of that work out here and I absolutely love it. And so it doesn't have to be just one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I think of yeah. Los Angeles, there is a modern tradition. I think of uh, Bella Lewitsky was a big deal mm-hmm. in the 20th century. And and so there's been, there's always been modern, in, you know, art dance in, in L.A. in addition to the commercial. Uh, and so you've been able to find doorways into multiple worlds. Yeah, yeah I, do, I honestly have a balance of both. Mm-hmm. Some of it fulfills my bank account. Some of it fulfills my soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and that's what the balance yeah. has to be. Um, yeah. 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 How did you find those, those, the current channels of expression that you've uh, found? And, and more to the point, you know, how did you find, how did you put together the streams of support necessary to be like, okay, I'm doing this and I don't need to get, you know, three other jobs or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I moved out to LA 10 years ago. This was before Instagram, before major social Mm -hmm. media stuff, you know, which (laughs) I'm also very grateful that I built a career before all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I see so many younger dancers now who come out who are like, I have to have this Instagram following to book a job. And I'm like, you don't because we've all done it. (laughs) All of us before you did it without that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I jumped into I, I was just I got on all the different casting sites right away and just started mm-hmm. going to as many auditions as I possibly could, being completely open to everything. And mm-hmm. I I auditioned for my first musical when I first moved out to L.A. and booked that as the dance captain. And oh, nice. again, didn't really plan on moving to Los Angeles to do musical theater because mm-hmm. that's what all my friends who moved to New York, you know, went to go yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then found my love and passion for that. And now I've choreographed over 20 musicals here in LA and fantastic. I kept my mind open to things. I, part of my daily ritual, which I know you're probably going to jump into Mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, (laughs) but is, is every morning I spend my first like two hours of the day on all the casting sites and submitting. And I still do that to this day, 10 years 
every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something for me, that's what keeps me working full time in this industry to not have a side hustle, to not have a, you know, another job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to drill now that you brought it up. It's a good good transition (laughs) to, uh, you know, um, we ask everyone we, we talk with, about their their regular practices, and so uh, you mentioned you know submitting on a daily basis. That that's you know part of the business uh, aspect of of what you're doing. Do you have regular daily practices or or semi regular uh, that that keep your your going? I know you know for a dancer, it's the most is is the art that's most akin to being an athlete or something. And so you're keeping in shape is you know, a bigger deal than it is for many of the other arts. And and I wonder, how do you care for your instrument? You know, how do you both, you know, yeah. So keep going. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Especially during quarantine? What do you do? Yeah, yeah, Uh, seriously. When all the studios are closed and you can't take class in person, what do you do? Um, Right. Yeah. I think, well, well, paint a picture of what it looked like last year, you know? Oh yeah. I, I think a lot of people that aren't dancers don't know what that routine is like. So, like many dancers, I have injuries, mm-hmm. which is why I pursued more of the choreography route, um, even in college. And mm-hmm. so I know my facility isn't 100 percent. It You know, there's just mm-hmm. too many injuries mm-hmm. for me to really push and train. But to maintain, I still take, you know, I was taking random ballet classes just to keep my turnout and, you know, just mm-hmm. taking classes mm-hmm. and finding different people um, to sure. train under and to get inspired by. Mm-hmm. But I also found, I mean, in L.A. here, it's like we have hiking trails. I love going hiking. I was just in Malibu yesterday hiking. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. And I found, you know, Pilates classes and yoga classes to keep up strength and flexibility. And I think mm-hmm. I do really think it's important for dancers to cross train mm-hmm. um, I agree. outside yeah. of just our technical practices in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just builds a stronger foundation. And I found a lot more strength in my body from that over the past decade. Um, right. which I think before when I was training in high school and in college, I was just dancing seven days a week, you know, training and dance all day. And now I have, as right. you know, as an adult and having my own time and thinking, well, I don't have to take six classes, you know, of dance. Mm-hmm. I can take a dance class and a yoga class and go hiking and maybe the next day do a Pilates class, you know, and, and just kind right. of, and for me, that's when I feel my healthiest. Right. So given this this lifestyle, you know, most, most working dancers are taking multiple classes per week, you know, whether it's literally dance technique or, or yoga or Pilates, what does it look like this year with the pandemic and everything's shut down? And so, so have you found a new pattern that keeps you, you know, ready for this to end? (laughs) Yeah. What's, what's interesting is in the last, the last handful of years, I've been working as a choreographer and director pretty Mm -hmm. much full time where I don't, I'm not training as much as a dancer and Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't had time because I've been in productions, you know, I've been in, I'm, I'm working. And so you don't have the time to take class for yourself. And now Mm -hmm. I have all the time in the world. So, (laughs) um, what's interesting, like April after the shock hit in March, April for me Mm -hmm. was, I literally, there's so many online classes. That's when everyone shift to online. And I found teachers that weren't even in LA, you know, like you're finding people all over the world that you can take with virtually. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of mm-hmm. just put together a class schedule every day of different styles. And again, between Pilates classes and then, you know, modern classes, mm-hmm. ballet classes, jazz, class, you know, just whatever, just to vary up my week and have things to do every single day. And that's actually been mm-hmm. all wow. of 
all of April and May, I was pretty much taking class every single day at home in my living room. Mm. Um, wow. But it was it was fantastic to be able to then see how these other teachers are teaching, see how people are adjusting mm-hmm. virtually, being just in my body again and not having the pressure of being in the dance studio, looking in the mirror, having the teacher necessarily watch me, you know, and just really kind of being aware of your own body and yeah. being kind and gentle to yourself in that way and just really taking it for you. You know, not for anyone else. About this. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, these virtual classes are, are more or less a new thing. I mean, it, it existed before the pandemic, but it, everything went mainstream, you know, during the pandemic. And I wonder, after the pandemic, do you imagine yourself continuing with that, taking class with someone in Paris or New York or, you know, wherever? That's, uh, that's the thing. If you find someone who you really love your class, that's a way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Even and if we do get back to the studio. where you can comfortably do that. Yeah, I got enough room in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just just enough. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 uh that's one of the challenges of living in the city and you know, artistic life. Usually you require, you know, uh to, to have access to studio spaces and that sort of thing. So it's it's a blessing yeah. to really have enough space to to do your thing. It's, I mean, you don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to find parking. You don't, you know, there's, yeah. there's great benefits. Um, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the space in my living room on my carpet isn't necessarily ideal, you know, but. Yeah, right, right. But of <laughs> the, the convenience of it and the, the chance to be able to take from great teachers that are not mm-hmm. where you are. Right. You know, fortunately, like here in Los Angeles, we have amazing, amazing artists here to take from all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's so and many other amazing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it, it just gives you that great opportunity to really kind of have that. So I, I do think post-pandemic, I mean, I think some of these virtual practices will still stay. Um, obviously not mm-hmm. to the extent because it's just not, it isn't the same. But if, right. you know, if, if you have an audience, why not? Right. Of course. Yeah. So uh, it occurs to me as you, you know, have built this career over the last 10 years in L.A., you've done a lot of productions and I, you know, dance is an inherently collaborative art to begin with, but you've done a lot of productions where, where dance is part of a larger uh, work in musical theater or, or other mediums. And, and I wonder, tell me about your collaborations. Do you enjoy working uh, like with a director in pairs with groups? Do you enjoy being the director, directing other, you know, uh, designers, that sort of thing? It's you, so, it's like so interesting because it's, it's project to project. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, <laughs> I love collaborating. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I have found that I really enjoy being the director. <laughs> uh, but even even that being said, I love collaborating with my artists, whether if they're dancers or actors. Like as the director and as the choreographer, I do love creating with my dance artists and mm-hmm. with my physical performers and having open so, conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And I love working. Specifically, I mean, for dance specifically, I love working with lighting designers mm-hmm. and right. because I, I choreograph and I've envisioned certain lighting and then they bring that and then they bring even more than what I could have thought of. You know, it's just really kind of neat to be inspired by mm-hmm. and then to mm-hmm. inspire and then what com- becomes, you know, from that sure. whole process. There's there's a vision. And then and then if you're working with somebody who's got more training in their art than you do, which is almost always true, you know, and you're working with lighting designers or costumers or whatever. And they, they, they can take your vision and do things with it that you hadn't even imagined. It's beautiful when you have this idea and you're creating it. And then, so you know, when other people can contribute to that and make it even better than you could have ever thought of yourself. You know, that's that's the mm-hmm. great thing mm-hmm. with collaboration. 
But like I said, mm-hmm. I do enjoy being the director. <laughs> and having... It's a little bit like asking a high school student, like, how do you feel about group projects? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing, of course, in the professional world is that you're working with, uh, you know, driven, talented people who usually yeah. are a joy to work with. Yes. Yeah, so. um... Uh, and yeah. as, I, as I mentioned before about the balance of, you know, of different type the different types of things that I do, because I still work as a dancer for a handful of dance mm-hmm. companies. And mm-hmm. when I'm directing a show and, I, you know, it's taking over my life, but then I have a rehearsal with one of my dance companies in the evening, say, and mm-hmm. I could just be the dancer and not have to make all the decisions and just right. like, it's so like, I love, I love both sides of it. And that for me creates some balance as well, which is why I still... I still am a performer and I'm still a dancer mm-hmm. and that's why I still kind of do a little bit of both. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I think you mentioned that balance of uh, creating and participating. It feels like it's a nourishing thing. If you have too much of one and not enough of the other, you can end up feeling 100 percent. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. I don't I you know, when I first came out, I was started just as a professional dancer and that's what I was trying to do. Um, right. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I was in like seven dance companies performing, mm-hmm. but not creating my, <laughs> but not necessarily creating right. my own stuff. And it, it sure. was too much of me giving everything to everyone else. And I really needed an outlet for myself to create. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I was creating too much and I was like, I miss performing, you know? And so <laughs> it's just funny. It takes, it takes time to figure it all out. And I, I'm not right. saying I have figured it out, but I'm very happy with where I've, where my journey has brought me mm. so far. Right. Right. Um, and the balance has changed over the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially as yeah. I, you know, as I get mm-hmm. a little bit older and, and accept, you know, my body's not going to do what it did 10 years ago, which is fine. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I understand you've gotten uh, some modeling gigs as well. Is that something you get sort of as an offshoot of your dance work? People see you or it's so is there a funny. Totally separate business? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't created it as a whole separate business just because it's just so much, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. I already do so many different things. Mm-hmm. I just kind of happened to stumble into it. Again, just being on, on all these different casting sites and sitting, submitting mm-hmm. myself. I've gotten random acting jobs, but a lot of it has shifted into a lot of commercial modeling jobs. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're in Los Angeles. I was like, I'm open to doing that. And, sure, yeah. you know, I, t- it, I tend to book yeah. roughly two to three jobs a month and I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's a very, it's a different medium, obviously, than what I normally do. Um, mm-hmm. It's similar in the sense when I show up for a modeling job as a dancer, it's that nice refresh where like, oh, I'm not the one in charge. I don't have to make <laughs> all the decisions today. Right. But Just I can tell come. Me what to do? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's a lot less exhausting than dance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. It's like you know, it's it, it's it's yeah. well, it's. I enjoy it, it, it and it's here, uh-huh. and it is something that I'm pursuing alongside of dance and choreography. But but mm-hmm. dance will always be. First. You know, one of these themes that keeps coming up in our interviews is there's this balance between things that. Uh, you create and and you're you're putting you know yourself into and then things that nourish you, you know it's like you can't do just one you know yeah uh, yeah the, the modeling is is interesting because if you probably do photography projects where they're that kind of modeling yeah where they're taking um, product product shots or I do yeah a lot of life, a lot of lifestyle product brand shoots um, uh-huh, some uh-huh. some stuff 
it's you know they'll do a couple little film things but it's mostly stock photography things um i i I, this Uh last actually this last month i just had an e-commerce job for a clothing company Hmm. yeah a little little bit of everything a lot of lifestyle lost a lot of e-com I still remember my one of my uh, pr- professors at the university where I studied dance said, you know, she used to do some modeling. She she would do runway modeling because they would pay her extra uh, because she could do a pirouette at the end of the, right. <laughs> at the, end of the runway. Well, what's interesting, <laughs> yeah. what's interesting is what I found working with so many different photographers over the last mm-hmm. few years just doing modeling. A lot of them have mentioned they prefer working with dancers because mm-hmm. we understand our bodies and are so much more intuitive with our bodies and shape, you know, we we work on shape and movement mm-hmm. and you know creating design and shape with For our sure. bodies, in that sense. Yeah, and you also are the, to the choir <laughs> and the ability and the ability yeah. to also take direction because dance is such a disciplined art form, um, especially sure. if you've trained in ballet and and various modern styles. You know, or just all forms of dance. It's just there is a very strict discipline to it, and so. Were you so used to being told what to do and taking direction? And so most, it's so, it's funny. It's almost 90% of the photographers I work with tend to comment on that of like, I mm-hmm. love working with dancers that, you know, and they prefer that. Sure. And they like that there's on my an, resume. <laughs> there's an energy in your line that's missing with somebody who looks fit because they don't eat rather than somebody who's fit because they're fit. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, uh, you know, the, 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 just the way that you hold your body and the way that you move and the, you know, everything is the line yeah. and everything is, uh, is informed. Yeah. Sometimes I do have to get rid of the dancer, you know, poses things like that too. That's yeah. so ingrained in us where it's like, all right, let that right. go, shake it off, you know, like. <laughs> right, right, beautiful. Looking forward for the remainder of the pandemic, however long that lasts, and then beyond that, what do you envision for yourself? You know, where do you want your career to go from here? You're, you're now a mature artist working in, in LA for a decade. Um, yeah, what, what do you see going forward? The rest of this year, I've kind of accepted where it's not going to be like, oh, where my career is going to be thriving. I'm working on all these new projects and collaborating with all these other, you know, which is normally (laughs) how I imagine most of my years and how everything usually plays out. And so for the remainder of this year right now, I'm currently teaching some private lessons and things like that. Mm -hmm. Still dancing, Mm -hmm. still bringing the joy of dance to other people and still keeping Mm -hmm. that alive. Mm -hmm. I've done some virtual classes and mm-hmm. I've done some virtual performances already during quarantine. So I'm, I'm seeing that mm-hmm. being a little bit of a trend for the remainder of this year. Um, yeah. Most likely we'll do a handful of other virtual performances and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'll slowly, again, get into the studio. I think one of the mm-hmm. first things I'll do is just grab some of my favorite dancers who I love to work with and just start playing again. Because I f- that's the one thing I miss the most of just being in the studio and mm-hmm and playing with bodies in space. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier yeah. that your choreographic technique involves uh, material generated by your your company. There's some choreographers that work, you know, everything is generated from their own body. And there's others who, who like to introduce, you know, concepts and then have material emerge from the group. And it sounds like you're more in the latter group. Is that is that accurate? I would say so. I, w- I would also say it's a little bit of a mix of both. Um, mm-hmm. I allow my dancers really to be their own artists in the framework mm-hmm. of the theme and the concept and what we're trying to tell. Right. I always, I don't want to say always, cause then I'll put me in. <laughs> I typically, <laughs> I typically allow, you know, allow them to have some improv and freestyle and play to find what's 
best in their bodies. You know, what what feels right in my body isn't always going to look or feel the same in someone else's. For and sure. so I allow I allow them to take phrases that I give them and make it their own mm-hmm. to a discretion right. until I say, mm, that's not really working. <laughs> um, and yeah. the, or it's not giving the feel that I want, you know, and then giving some more parameters right. that way. I'm not, and mm-hmm. for what it comes to my own creative work, my own concerts that I've created, that's pretty much how I work. When it comes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. products that I'm hired on, whether if it's a music video or TV, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a section in a TV show or uh, right. a, mu- a, you know, a musical that I'm choreographing, you're typically on a more tighter schedule. I don't play right. as much with my artists. I mm-hmm. usually just throw them, you know, counts of eight and then yeah. adjust from there. Do this. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, you know, you're, you're on a lot more time schedule when it comes right. to creating sure. my own content and my own work and my own concerts. It's I, I allow myself more time to play. And that's right. that's what I enjoy the most, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, back to the uh, the future question. You know, if you think, do you, are you one uh, an artist who thinks, you know, you have a long term plan? Like, what would you what do you imagine doing in twenty twenty five? And how do you how do you imagine getting there? My is that a, my, is that a fair question? Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's so funny because you ask people in twenty fifteen, where do you see yourself in twenty twenty, and no one predicted yeah. this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Home> alone, <laughs> by myself, dancing yeah. in my living room. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I've never really had major specific goals when it comes to my dance career. Mm-hmm. I've always been so open to mm-hmm. taking in different opportunities, different styles of dance, different yeah. different ways of of creating. Like I said, the, the path that I've I've created and what I've been on has been the overall goal of I want to keep doing what I do that's it's I just want to keep moving I want to keep working with people Mm -hmm. I want to keep creating new you know Mm -hmm. new work you have a life that you have envisioned and so yeah and and that's the thing I just I just want to and that's 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 my long-term goal that's always been my life like I just want to keep doing this I really Mm -hmm. hope it doesn't get to a point where I have to switch I don't even know what else I would do like I said I've been doing this since I was two years old I don't. Right. <laughs> there's. What else is I don't. There? <laughs> I don't know how to do other things, and this is what I enjoy most. Um, which is mm-hmm. what's really sad, sure. you know, when a lot of us artists are out of work right now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not a vacation. Right. Sometimes you know we do need a, a mental physical rest, but you know we love what we do, and I just want to keep doing that. There's not. Right. That's been my goal all along. I just want to keep mm-hmm. pushing and keep doing and. Beautiful. Keep surrounding myself with brilliant artists. Right, right. And what better place than where you are? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have to kind of go to where where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. just what <laughs> why I'm here. Yeah. So, Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I, I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to to speak with you about your career and your practices. And uh, thank you so much. I want to ask uh, as a final question. Do you have anything that you want to share with, um, you know, aspiring artists who are coming along, let's say maybe 10 or 15 years behind you or who are just starting their careers? You know, what what do you uh, what do you want to say to them? Be open. Don't put yourself in a box. I've Mm -hmm. found some amazing ways of performing and art and styles of dance because I was open that I never even thought would, you know, existed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't put yourself in the box and 
if if it's really what brings you joy, keep doing it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and week and year. And quarantine. Yes. <laughs> you too, Rob. Thank <laughs> you so thank much you for so much. having me. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. The 52 Sketches podcast is a product of 52 Sketches, makers of earlywords.io, daily, private, stream of consciousness writing to clear your mind and unlock your creativity. Thank you.